We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the way, hit it hard, rebound, batted around. It's taken by Luka. He hits! He hits! With a second to go as he hits the deck. Tie 115. It worked! It totally worked! 10 assists, 21 rebounds, 47 minutes played. And now 60 points for the first time in Mavericks history. Hi, this is Luka Doncic, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. You can find me, as always, on Twitter at Dalton underscore Trigg. You can find the pod account at Step Back Mavs. Uh, man, things have certainly changed for the Mavs since that uh, since that intro that I that I have put together happened because you know when the uh, when the Mavs beat the Knicks you know they it was super emotional they came back from like I think they were down by like nine with less than a minute left and they end up getting a, a super dramatic win to to make them three games over five hundred that was right in the middle of their stretch from. December 21st to January 2nd, where they won a season-high seven games in a row uh, to get, let's see, they were 22-16 and at the time. Uh, So things have certainly changed since then, though. Uh, The Mavs, with just five games left in the season, are 37-40, and uh, three games under 500. They are one game out of the number 10 seed, which is currently held by the Oklahoma City Thunder. But uh, it might as well be, you know, a two-game lead for the Thunder over the Mavs because they own the regular season tiebreaker. So uh, that's that's where the Mavs are at right now. Uh, let's see. They're only a game and a half behind both the New Orleans Pelicans and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Let's see. They are two games behind the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they are three games behind the Golden State Warriors. So, uh, getting an actual playoff spot, getting up to six, is technically still on the table for the Mavs, but very, very unlikely. Like, it would have to be... 
it would have to be a, a, a huge combination of everybody ahead of them losing and the Mavs winning out these last five games for that to happen, in my opinion. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I think there's, you know, there's probably a good shot that the Mavs could get, you know, at least up to the eighth seed and avoid having to be in a, a winner-take-all nine-versus-ten match. But, uh, look, I mean, the Mavs have to win games to even get to that point. You know, they, they can't <laughs> they can't keep losing uh, some of these games and expecting everybody else to keep losing. It's not all in their control, but they've got to do their part. And, you know, they had a, they had a great win against a shorthanded Indiana Pacers team the other night. You thought that, you know, the mojo was back, and that carried over into the first part of Wednesday's game against the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, where they ha- they built a lead as big as 12 points on the road against the Sixers, playing some great basketball. Uh, and then they were up by two heading into the fourth quarter, and then they just imploded uh, in the fourth quarter. So uh, not not great for the Mavs in Philadelphia. Uh, Luka had 24, Kyrie had 23. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the deal is. I mean, it – it's not really – it's one of those things where everybody wants to blame Jason Kidd, and Jason Kidd has not had a good season. I mean, that's just that's just the facts of it. I've been on record saying that. Uh, he has had some very poor uh, decisions as far as rotation stuff is concerned. For example, in that Philadelphia uh, – in that Philadelphia loss that was really close coming down the stretch, uh, you have Reggie Bullock, who played 33 minutes – as a starter, scored seven points, had three turnovers, was a negative 17 in his 33 minutes played, and shot one of eight from three. And then you look at Jaden Hardy, who had been on a tear lately. He only had 18 minutes off the bench, uh, but he shot 50% from three, two of four from three, uh, had eight points, four assists, and zero turnovers in those 18 minutes off the bench, and he was a plus one. So, I mean, it just, stuff like that just makes zero sense. Like, I know Jaden Hardy is a rookie, but he's proven already that he can hit shots in the clutch. He's only shot two threes in clutch time, uh, you know, in the last few weeks, but he's hit both of them. Uh, he, he's, he, he might be a big game player, and we just don't know how much of a big game player because because he's not getting the opportunity that he should be getting uh, at this point in the season. He's proven he can he can do some stuff. He's proven that he's much more talented than some of these other guys at the at this point in their careers. Uh, you got to get over the rookie thing. You got to trust him a little more. And you literally have nothing to lose at this point. Uh, you know you're losing games anyway. Your defense is awful anyway. You need to play your talented rookie who if, you know, I heard Tim McMahon on the Hoop Collective pot, or no, it was the it was the low post with uh, Zach Lowe the other day. And he was saying if there was a redraft today, like Jaden Hardy would probably go top five in last year's draft. That's how good he has been. That's the kind of potential he's shown uh, in recent weeks. So in a, in a season that has been very disappointing based on preseason expectations, uh, you know, and after the Kyrie Irving trade and everything, 
it's um, you know Jaden Hardy's development, especially at the end of this season and what he did earlier in the year with the Texas Legends, leading the G League in scoring and efficiency, and now he's kind of you know proven that that can translate over to real NBA games, especially games that matter. Uh, that is one of the biggest upsides for the Mavs this season, and I'm super excited to see you know what Hardy looks like coming back for year two after having a full summer, a full offseason, just to work on his game and get f- more familiar, you know, with the Mavs and, and everything they've got going on. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I want to talk about Kyrie Irving specifically just for a second. So after the game, uh, Kyrie Irving, he talked about, you know, how this season has not gone smooth since the trade. And, you know, it wasn't, necessarily about his time in Dallas he was just talking about you know the the standings in general and it being the first time that you know he's been traded mid-season and having to adjust to everything mid-season and ESPN took that quote and kind of misrepresented it uh, on the game following uh, the Mavs and Sixers at halftime uh, they made it as if They made it look as if Kyrie was talking about, you know, his time in Dallas uh, being a cluster F. (laughs) So uh, that that was wrong. They they misquoted him there. Well, they didn't misquote him, but the context surrounding it wasn't there. So he was talking about the standings. He was talking about how things have been rocky in the win-loss column. He was not talking about his overall experience. The full quote from Kyrie is he said I think just human nature man I'm getting traded to a new work environment and it's just a lot of newness I'm trying to introduce myself to everybody figure out you know who do guys go to on the team to confide in off the court who is our coaching staff as people upper management who are they as people what do they expect from me the big question why they traded for me And, you know, what does it look like for the future? That's the big question. What does our future look like? What does our future look like? Uh, He said, I think that now, again, just where we are in the season and where other teams are positioned already, it kind of looks like a bit of a cluster F. Uh, To be honest with you, because we're 37 and 40, and we're trying to fight to get into the playing game, it's not the expectations I don't think any of us had in the locker room and me getting traded midseason. I didn't expect to ask for a trade at that point in the season, so I wanted to finish out with Brooklyn, finish out with the season that we had going, and I didn't get a chance to do that. So some of the goals I had previously this season had to be shifted. And I had to be more sorry, <laughs> and I had to be more than willing, which I am, to be flexible and adaptable and live with the results, whether we make the playoffs or not. I just have to be at peace with where I am and which I am, and trust of the guys that I'm going to be in that war room with every single day. So I'm appreciative of them giving me the opportunity. It's been nothing but great here, and I've been at peace. So it's been good, outside of the losses, of course. 
We'd like to win every game. This was a really long quote sequence from Kyrie, so I want to continue it here just to give the full context of everything he said. Uh, I put this piece up on DallasBasketball.com with with this section of quotes, too, if you want to go check out the full piece I wrote. But uh, he said, It's been a scramble since I've been here. So trying to fill in roles that kind of fill in for other people. Uh, And I think the realistic view is that when I came here, that this was going to be a growing process. He said, this was for the long term. And this was for something that's bigger than ourselves. And we can't just be a championship team overnight. So I think I've wrapped my head around that aspect of it. I'm at peace with it. It doesn't mean that I'm giving up on this season or any of my teammates are, but we know where we realistically are and our destiny is in some of the other team's hands losing games. So, um, to me, those quotes from Kyrie, that says that he is already looking forward to next season with the Mavs. You know, unless something just really stupid happens and, you know, the Mavs don't offer him a contract that he's worthy of of receiving or something like that, it sounds like he's coming back. It sounds like he's completely bought in. You know, he he understands that there have been some really unfortunate injuries between him and Luka and other guys at the end of this season. Uh, You know, they obviously don't have the right personnel, you know, around Luka and himself. Uh, to be a true title contender, they they've got to have better defensive personnel going forward. They, you know, you traded two starters in Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, along with picks to get Kyrie Irving, uh, and that you know Spencer on one hand, you know, I I think Kyrie Irving is actually a better overall defender than Spencer Dinwiddie is. Dinwiddie, he he got lost a lot on defense this year. Yeah, he's bigger than Kyrie, but, you know, it, it didn't translate to him playing better defense. Now, Dorian, on the other hand, he was the Mavs' best defender overall because, you know, he, he was really good on the perimeter, but he was big enough to where he could guard fours and five, you know, some fives at times, too, and uh, you know, not just individual defense, but he was good at directing traffic, as I've mentioned on a handful of occasions, uh, getting guys organized and helping guys stay focused and be where they need to be. You know, he did a lot for the defense. So not having him there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It's huge. I mean, the Mavs, they were kind of treading water even before the Kyrie Irving trade, but uh, the re- one of the big reasons why they weren't as bad defensively as they are now um, is because of Dorian and and all the stuff he did. Now, the Mavs, they were still bad on defense regardless, but, you know, he he helped them, you know, win some games. And also, Dorian, he hit some clutch threes at the end of games too, Spencer Dinwiddie. So, uh, the team now just doesn't really have um, good clutch lineups uh, unless they – unless they just force it to Luka and Kyrie all the time, which uh, between the two of them, Luka and Kyrie only had five field goal attempts uh, at the end of that at the end of that uh, 76ers loss. So in the fourth quarter, <laughs> between the two of them, only five field goal attempts, which seems seems unacceptable. And then that goes back to coaching too. Like, you know, Jason Kidd, he's gotta he's gotta do something, man. He he can't he can't just let stuff like that happen and expect, you know, the Mavs to be able to outperform their uh, defensive issues, their inefficiency on that end. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how the rest of this unfolds. I, I'm, I'm of the opinion, and I know this kind of sounds like I'm straddling the fence, but I promise I'm not. It's just how I feel about things. I, I'm, not opt- I'm not optimistic about the Mavs' chances of making the playoffs. I'm optimistic about their chances of making a play-in game. But, you know, when they get in that play-in game, that's where I'm, like, real dicey on it. Um, I wouldn't be shocked, though, if they didn't make the postseason altogether at this point based on what they've showed us. I just, you know, it, it's it been a weird season. Um there's no consistency, you know, like Kyrie said, he's at peace with it. He he understands the situation all around and he's kind of looking forward to the future and I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to the future too. I'm kind of ready to uh you know, get this season done with uh and start the the off season and it's going to be a a longer summer than it was last year for sure because last year they went to the Western Conference Finals. Not going to likely not going to have that happen this time around. So uh, it's going to be a long, long off season, but it'll give everybody a chance to recover and 
have time to reflect and Nico Harrison and Mark Cuban and the rest of those guys can get together and figure out like, Hey, we got to do better than what we did last summer. And we've got to build correctly around, um, Luca and Kyrie. And there was a thing that blew up, uh, the other day we put it on DallasBasketball.com about Bill Simmons on one of his recent podcasts, uh, saying that, his prediction was that the Mavs would go out and get Draymond Green. They'd sign Draymond Green this summer. Uh, you want to talk about filling in Dorian Finney-Smith's role, <laughs> uh, you know, the hole in the roster that that created. You want to talk about filling in? That would be a that would be an excellent way to fill in for Dorian it, it, on steroids. Uh, you get Draymond Green, who, you know, I know he's not uh, – really a superstar in terms of scoring and all that, but he does enough. He, he's one of those traffic directors, like what I was talking about with Dorian. He He's great on defense. He can get you some rebounds. He can pass a little bit. Uh, he doesn't need to score the ball to, to stay engaged. So that's kind of what this team needs. Uh, they need a lot more than that, too. They need a, you know, they need a better front court altogether, but – Adding him would be a great step in the right direction. And then Bill Simmons even went on to say that uh, he thinks LeBron James ends up uh, in Dallas with Luka and Kyrie before it's said and done. Uh, Not sure if he meant this particular offseason, but he just said, you know, before it's over. So, uh, you know, that's that's something that's really interesting. We've speculated on that in the past. You know, LeBron obviously likes Luka and Kyrie a lot. Uh, they have a mutual likeness between all of them with Draymond Green as well. Uh, so maybe, you know, maybe there's some, uh, some scheming behind the scenes between, between those four. I mean, that's all, that'd be a lot of moving parts. Uh, if it did happen, you'd have to think that Kyrie would have to, you know, agree to a contract that isn't a full max. Uh, or, or, you know, at least wait until after those other moves are made and then he signs uh, his new contract. So there would be a lot of moving parts to it. The Mavs would obviously have to shed some salary uh, to get to be able to sign Draymond Green. And then, you know, LeBron, that would probably have to be a, a later move via trade. So I don't know. I haven't had enough time to actually put together the pieces to see how it would work financially. Uh, I'm going to be talking with my guy, Grant Afseth, who is just, uh, I want to give a shout out to Grant because, uh, I mean, <laughs> Grant Grant knows what a good job he's doing. He doesn't need a shout out from me, but uh, I do just want to point out that he has just completely uh, blown the doors off of this thing uh, covering the Mavs this year. He has been excellent. He's been to a handful of road games here in the second half of the season uh gotten a, a bunch of exposure uh, he's been writing a ton of great stuff for us over at dallasbasketball.com uh, and you guys need to go uh, give him a follow if you haven't already at grant afseth on twitter uh, just just always good stuff from him but you know we uh we talk about you know stuff that salary cap salary cap related every now and then he has a a better feel on number stuff like that and then uh, i've got a few other people i'm going to talk to about it as well and and see you know what exactly has to happen 
for a pipe dream scenario like that to come true for the Mavs this this offseason. And, you know, there's other stuff that uh, we'll be looking at, other free agents and potential trade options that, you know, I know everybody kind of gets excited for uh, before each offseason. You know, the, things have not gone the Mavs' way in free agency in so long. Uh, but I think if they're able to re-sign Kyrie, which I, I really do feel optimistic about. I know people are very hesitant to, you know, uh, take what Kyrie says. Uh, or they want to take what Kyrie says with a grain of salt when he says, you know, mentions long-term and all that stuff. But I truly think he believes it. I think it's genuine. I think he loves Dallas. I think he loves his new surroundings and the media setting compared to what he was used to in Brooklyn. You know, the media has, for the most part, uh, welcomed him with open arms and asked him a bunch of really knowledgeable questions. And, uh, you know, it's mostly basketball-related stuff, and I think he really enjoys that part of it. Um, And then again, I think he understands, like, this isn't, you know, how this season ended isn't, portraying what this could be going forward because Luca and Kyrie when they're playing together on the court and when they're especially involved in like you know pick and rolls with each other and stuff like that they put they're putting up like historic efficiency in that regard so uh, you get the defense figured out you get both of them healthy to start a season and I think you have some some different results uh, going into next year especially since you have a longer off season to recover so We'll see how it goes. Uh, Hopefully, there's some more fun on the horizon for the Mavs in these last five games. But it's not all in their hands. Obviously, they have to win, but they have to have other teams ahead of them lose as well. So, we'll be watching the standings. We're going to finish this thing out strong no matter what. Uh, Regardless, you know, it's always great to cover a, a full season here at the Mavs Step Back. And I enjoy coming on here and talking and uh, getting feedback from you guys, whether it's, you know, with our reviews on Apple podcasts and Spotify or on Twitter. Uh, you know, I talk with a lot of y'all there and the DMS our watch parties we do on playback. You know, there's a handful of you guys that are there every single game and we talk in the, in the group chat and there's just a lot of different avenues that, uh, that we all go through this kind of stuff together throughout a season. And I'm, I'm glad I get to do it. I've, uh, you know, it's like Kirk Henderson with Maz Moneyball. He is, uh, <laughs> his podcast that recently went through a rebrand, uh, you know, after, after every loss, they do a group therapy live, uh, Spotify room. So, you know, that's kind of how all of this is between Twitter and this podcast and, uh, the watch parties and, you know, all that other stuff. It's, it's all group therapy uh, for us Mavs enthusiasts. So, guys, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm probably going to come back on here. Let's see, it's Thursday. They play for probably sometime Saturday and do something quick. Uh, if I my birthday is coming up, so I'm going to be, you know, uh, I'm probably going to be out of pocket for a little bit. So, worst case scenario, I'll so- soak in everything going on over the weekend, and we'll start the week off strong next week. Uh, first thing Monday morning, but we'll just kind of play it by ear and see how it goes. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, if you are listening to this, and look, I, I'm not really one to uh, get all out of whack about birthday stuff and everything, but if you want to wish me 
a happy birthday. The best birthday present you could give me uh, that would really help me out is to go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a review for Mav Step Back. That would be the best birthday present uh, you guys could give me. I'm an April Fool's baby, in case in case y'all are wondering. <laughs> guys, appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your Thursday, and have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.